Hello and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast brought to you by Tricress. We are on a mission to make it happen for every ambitious SME on the planet and we're doing that by delivering you fantastic tried and tested business coaching and consulting through our app called Fuel My Business. We're also doing that through a network of talented and highly experienced Tricrest partners who are on the ground business coaches and consultants. But for today, you're going to hear from real life entrepreneurs and business owners who are on all kinds of journeys, the beginning, the middle and the end. We want you to learn from this and know that you are not alone. Enjoy. Welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast. Today I have Dave Stewart, otherwise known as Fresh Air Dave, founder of the Fresh Air Leadership Company. Hello, Dave. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you very much indeed, Rebecca. Thanks for inviting me on to this. Really excited. Good, good. Well, I'm excited because the backdrop on your Zoom screen is of a beautiful image of Scotland and your company is very much uh, sort of around place and around nature. So tell me, first of all, what, what the picture is of the backdrop, where is that taken? Okay, so first of all, that's um, a small loch called uh, Loch Tula, uh, which is uh, between Bridge of Orkey and Glencoe, and it's uh, part of the, the West Highland Way, or rather the West Highland Way goes at the, at the background to that lock and it's just one of those iconic spring photographs with uh, you know spring in the glens and winter on the tops and lots of blue sky absolutely gorgeous stunning stunning yeah. stunning stunning and how how did you well first of all when did you start the fresh air leadership company and so, why <laughs> we started in 2011 so 10 years ago and we you know our, our Registered name is the Fresh Air Learning Company because essentially we help our clients learn for themselves or reflect or we we lead inquiries so that they basically discover stuff for themselves. But we 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 found out quite quickly that people thought the Fresh Air Learning Company uh, denoted sort of forestry schools for for children, oh. and so we went through a bit of a rebranding thing three or four years ago, and we just said right if we we call it leadership then that takes it out of the, uh, the the school environment although you could argue it shouldn't you know leadership is all the time mm -hmm. but it, it it made it slightly more you know what's on the tin is what's in the tin and 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 why we do it you know I've I've, I've had several decades of leading at uh, all sorts of levels in public private and not-for-profit sectors so across all three sectors and so much more is possible for the leadership of those organizations, those teams or those departments with just a little bit of help, but often a little bit of help in the sort of self-awareness department and the relationship department. Um, and yes, in the kind of um, the, what I call the object department, yeah, we can do a strategy, we can do a process, we do all that sort of stuff. But actually it kind of starts with, with you and mm -hmm. how you lead through the relationships of 
flows around you. And that's the bit that people um, are, in some cases, really unaware of. And with a little bit of help, just a little nudge, you know, suddenly lights go on and people become just that bit better. And they they grow now that they've discovered themselves and relationships. And that we just set people on that journey. So really, why we, 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 um, we formed it was really just to help people um, work at who they were and what it means to lead well in their worlds. And, and maybe just a riff on that one. <clears throat> you know, everyone has a different context and context changes with time. And it's about being self-aware, relation, relationally aware, but also context aware. And if you, can get, if you can sort of do those three kind of overlapping things, then so much more is possible. So that, that's it, simple as that. Love it, love it. Like context is everything. Context yeah. is everything. <laughs> um, wonderful. I love that. Now, once upon a time, were you in the army? Yeah, yeah. I, one, of, one of my first careers was in the army. I joined for three years and left after 29. Wow. Uh, it was such a fulfilling and exciting uh, sort of vocation that I kind of forgot to leave. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so, so. I often frame my, my career paths as I, I was a, 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 a league guitarist in a rock band. I was a mountain rescue team. I joined the army for three years, left after almost 30. Um, and I've now been out for about 14, 15 years now. Right. So, right. But maybe going back to something you said at the beginning about, about place, which is one of the questions I didn't answer. Um, for us, place is so important in terms of the inquiries and the discussions we have with our clients because place impacts the way we relate to each other and how we behave and, and i know that you know this in spades and so for us when we are designing something for our clients we, your place is one of the the three p's that we we, we 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 talk about and i'll talk about the other two in a moment so it may be that the outdoors is exactly the right place for a client intervention but equally it could be sitting in the boardroom of a supplier because actually right. the issues their experiences are sorry the relationship challenges they have is with say supply chain so we help them see the the world through the eyes of the people they want to interact more effectively with so it could be indoors it could be in the boardroom for someone else or it could be in a cityscape um you know depending on the, the kind of inspiration that they need to have but but we do a lot of stuff outdoors in nature because i guess that's something we love and it's you know, people recognize that is you know to do with fresh air mm. but fresh air really is about helping people have um, fresh insights and fresh conversations which ultimately lead to fresh action so fresh air is is sort of about what happens inside us as well as the the nature bit um, i think it's really hard to have the I don't know the facade that you you know the face that you put on in the workplace yeah. when you're standing on the edge of a you know rocky outcrop in <laughs> in you know five degree weather and the sleet's coming across you know you're stripped back mother nature has a beautiful way of just stripping you back doesn't she and, and there's nowhere to hide yeah it's it's a bit that we often talk about the um uh i mean this is probably old speak now pre-covered but you know the the the, the boss having the uh, 
the most expensive suit in the boardroom and everyone else kind of wearing Marks and Spencers or whatever. Uh, and there's the sort of power play happens just the way people dress and who sits where and all, all that kind of micro stuff. But actually, as you say, you go in the outdoors and you're either you're either dry or wet. OK, yeah. and, and it's it's nothing to do with rank or position or experience and it just strips away all that that sort of nonsense that, that, that you talk about and, and people just get more more human mm. and, and 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 we're not into the kind of outward bound or SES who dares wins we're not into sort of your enforced misery and fear um we use the outdoors or Damn. Any... <laughs> well like we can do that if you want but but, but we, we use we use place as a um a creative venue to support uh one of our other p's for process which is 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 inquiry um and the third p is the people we use um so typically we will our project teams will be people who have have or are currently leading in high consequence environments so uh, murder detectives um uh Everest summiteers, uh, NHS surgeons, uh, improvisation performers, pe people who are making really complex and morally challenging decisions regularly. And, and we re the reason we use those kind of people are because um, when you as a business person come along with your challenge or your issue, uh, and you're in an amazing place and you're working, walking alongside some people who have got seriously, you know, difficult jobs it helps you get a bit of perspective around your challenge not not to make not to diminish it in a sense but actually just say well actually these people might be able to help me see things in a different way and if I can just shift my perspective just a little bit then new possibilities uh, you know become apparent mm, that's fascinating I didn't realize yeah. you, you did that that's that's really interesting. We've we've got to know each other, Dave, because you, you've done something rather lovely during these mm -hmm. turbulent times and you've put on free walks once a mm -hmm. month yeah. on a Friday morning uh, for a, a collection of ragtag and bobtail business <laughs> owners, leaders, whatever you want to describe them. And you've taken us on little walks, a couple of few hours in and about Scotland. Uh, it's been fabulous. What, what was the inspiration for that? Well, the, when we had a quiet moment of business, this is pre-COVID, we mm. thought, right, we, we spend our time go, going off and doing recce's for places that we might use for, for, for clients. Right. And we thought, well, what, what, why don't we just take your know, prospective clients or just anybody along with us? I mean, we're going to be there anyway. Um, so let's all go together to this lovely place and kind of discover it ourselves. So, so it became almost like a concurrent activity to us doing something we needed to do. But let's invite a whole bunch of people around and they can have a fantastic conversation and network and just have a laugh. Yeah. So, so and then, then we start to formalize it. Well, let's make it a regular thing so we can, um, I guess, build a following, but also let everybody know that this amazing opportunity exists. So come along, just, just join in. And it, it's been lovely. It's been my therapy. It oh, has. fantastic. Lovely it, to hear that. Yeah, It has. It's been my therapy. You're allowed to take your dog, which yes. is great. So I've met <laughs> a few new dogs as well as uh, various people in 
business and just really interesting people that you, you seem to be able to collect together, mm. Dave. Have you mm. always have you always had that knack of drawing interesting people towards you? Oh, gosh, I, that's, I've never heard it put it that way. Um, um, well, I guess, I guess the answer is I, I don't know, but you're right, they are fabulous people. And, and maybe they're attracted by the, the, the opportunity, or maybe they're curious about me, or maybe they're curious about the other people they're going to meet. But I think the people who come on it, uh, you know, to use that hackneyed term, they have a growth mindset. Mm. They, they don't know what they're going to expect, but they just know that there's a potential for some sort of new connection or, or magic to happen. So I think um, what we do attracts people with that kind of mindset. And then mm. when you get people together, like that kind of magic happens really. So yeah. And what do you think your years in the military taught you about business? Oh, turn up on time. OK. Right. That's, that's, OK. That's a good one. <laughs> we used to have this thing. If if, um, if you turn up on time, you're late. OK. Therefore, you always turn up before time um, okay. is, 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 a, is a kind of way of doing it. No, what, what's taught me? OK. Um, I think uh, a whole bunch of stuff. So one thing is um, the need to... Um, Tell the story of what it is you're trying to do. And, and storytelling is obviously a, a big thing, especially over the last 10 years, but actually inspiring people or explaining to people the why we need to do something. If you can give people a rationale, they can then understand and buy into it. If, if you just say, we're going to do this thing, full stop, which is what I think a lot of people used to think the military was, was just a bunch of idiots barking orders. Uh, and that's not at all the case. It's all about um, explaining the journey, um, exciting people for the journey, maybe getting their views on what the journey should be. So there's, you know, there's collaboration, there's dialogue and all the rest of it. Uh, but ultimately, the, the big lesson is there comes a moment when whoever's in charge has to make a decision, okay? And it's not about having lots of lovely conversations and just waffling around. There has to come a point of accountability and responsibility and, and you get cracking and doing stuff. So I think the military's taught me about divergent thinking and then converging to a decision and then taking responsibility. So I think that's a big thing. There's a whole bunch of skills around organizing complex activities and understanding risk, but also understanding uh, cunning opportunities that you could perhaps grasp so I think it's it's been a great um it's been a great experience and you know one of the things a lot of military people um ask themselves when they leave is how the hell am I going to survive in this magic place called Civvy Street because mm. they've got all these amazing words and buzzwords and you've got to do an MBA and you've got to do this and do that well actually the military has so many transferable skills and mindsets it just needs a a bit of translation and you can make that transition quite easily. So. I agree. Years and years ago in a former life, I worked for British Rail just before okay. they privatised and yeah. they took a lot of ex-army um, engineers because um, the army were making redundancies at the time. So BR being nationalised, we took a load of army engineers on. They were the best people I've ever worked with. Oh, Fantastic. They, they were superb, just as you've described in, in the, you know, the way they organise themselves, the way they organise tasks, the way they just planned, executed, just got on with stuff. No fuss, no mm. histrionics, 
just, <laughs> just got on with it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, and, and a nice bunch of people you could not meet. And, and I think, and I'm really glad that happened in, a, in my formative years in my career, because there is a lot of sort of, I would call it prejudice, actually, in some circles against people from a military background. There are assumptions made that are really inaccurate, actually. Yeah, um, no, I think you're right. But, but I would also say that, you know, in any enterprise or any sort of uh, you know, work group, it's, you've got the bell curve, you've got a whole bunch of uh, fabulous people in the mm -hmm. middle, you've got you know, 10% who are exceptional, yeah. and you've also got 10% people who give, give the show a bad name. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it depends who you've come across in your life, that kind of taints your, your perception, perhaps. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. In any collection yeah. of population, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. right. Uh, but in general, my experience has been extraordinarily oh, positive. Fantastic. The other thing which I was going to say is that the, the and I get, this transfers into to business really neatly is is the sense of mission and values. Mm. And we kind of taught from a very early age that actually you need to spend time to, to frame the mission or what is the task you're going to do because without that sort of clarity. Um, at very worst, you're going to fail, but also in terms of efficiency, you're going to waste resources and you know, you know, you're mucking about. So, getting very clear about the mission is 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 almost lesson one. Mm. Uh, and then the whole business about values is sort of ingrained in terms of uh, everything from simple things like you know how we present ourselves, you know, clothing wise, or you know, we all shave in the morning if you're bloke, you know, you brush your teeth, okay. This doesn't happen in City Street, does it? All over the place. So no. simple, simple kind of self-management things are drilled in from a, a very uh, important early stage. But to do they do a lot of training, and you do a lot of skills training. And the idea there is not so that you become TikTok or robotic. It's so that when you have to create a response to a situation. You have got a bunch of building blocks that are already there that yeah. you can assemble in any way that you think fits the situation. So it's actually a, a route towards flexibility and innovation, um, which I think a lot of people don't quite quite get. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen that in practice. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. couldn't agree with you more. Okay, so you, I mean, well done for being around for ten years. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> in business, I think I think anybody deserves a medal just for doing that in itself. And where where are you gonna where are you gonna take the business? What what's gonna happen next, Dave? So so I'm 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 at the wrong end of the the life's conveyor belt. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> you, you look uh, about 45 you probably well, 112 or something well, I, I, I have porridge with blueberries and bananas and walnuts in the morning so that keeps me keeps me uh keeps me young and um, so I, I I'm, I'm my thoughts are turning now to sort of not to exit not not yeah. as in I'm imminently leaving but of course good business doctrine is you always start with the end <laughs> in mind you do uh, and and you're very few people do that, myself included. So I'm now beginning to think, well, actually, at what point do I exit? What does exit look like? And what is the legacy that I want to, to leave? Do I just right. let the thing fizzle out? Or do I start spotting people that I think would love to continue the journey? Yeah. And, and part of that thinking is around, well, actually, do I think start thinking about partnership with a view to then leaving, but 
having a partner who's already you know understands the dna and takes it on so that, that that's kind of where my thinking is at the moment right obviously concurrently it's about building the pipeline and, and doing great work with with new clients and new associates but but there's a there's a little exit flashing light uh, mm. in my head which you know it's long overdue really how old are you if you don't mind me asking 65 no way i am indeed indeed oh yeah. my god i would never <laughs> have guessed that no, I would no, no, no. never have guessed. Well, keep eating the porridge and the blueberries. That's all <laughs> I can say. Thank um, you very much. Thank you. Well, yeah. Whatever you're doing, it's doing you a world of good. Yeah. Um, no, that's being, outdo being outdoors. <laughs> I think it is. I think seriously. And also doing, you, you clearly love what you do. I mean, it just exudes from every cell in your being that you love <laughs> you. what you do, which is, yeah. which is fabulous. Um, and, and you're right, I think thinking about legacy is really, really important um, because you have created something that's really special and mm. actually gives, I mean, you must see some beautiful transformations in people that you're working with, which is so rewarding. Mm. Um, but that that needs to continue, I think, yeah. in some form or another, because it's so important. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's... Back to what I started off with, actually, the, the bit that <clears throat> that this value people get from what we do is just that moment of self-understanding. When, when they, they open their trap door and they look inside and they say, oh, that's me. Um, and, um, and that's me in relation to these people. And now that we can all know that, you know, we, we can actually start having conversations that count rather than, you know, dancing around the handbags, you know, to use a, uh, a phrase. Um, so we get a lot of joy of that. And I think that's where the value is, is just letting people sort of rediscover themselves. Yeah. I think it was, I think, I think it was, um, oh, one of the CEOs of Marks and Spencers who said when she took over, um, why do, why do all my people leave themselves at home when they come to work? Yeah. And it, and it talks to that point about, you know, we, we all kind of, what where are masks at work or yeah. people do and actually what, what could it be like if we just left the masks at home and brought ourselves to work it'd be just it'd be amazing oh well I, do you know i love um the oscar wilde quote you you mm. know stop trying to you know you can only be yourself because everybody else is taken um, <laughs> yes. and 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 i and i really yeah, like yeah. that uh, but i think you know, I'm I'm not quite 65. I've got a bit of a way to go, but I think there's a the older you get, the more you realise that you actually don't have a choice. You kind of just have to be yourself. Yes, yes. Because I think by the time you get to I don't know 45, 50, you've tried being other people, and it really just doesn't work out for you terribly well. So it's, it's just tiring as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really exhausting. And I think the trick is, is to hopefully in your 20s and in your 30s, yeah. realise that it's okay to be yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping the generations coming through get that. I don't know whether you see that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I look at my own kids who are early 30s now, mm. and they are different and more mature than I think I was when I, mm -hmm. I was in. And, and we have a kind of a phrase in some of the work we do where we, we, we're trying to accelerate people's wisdom. Um, yeah. And, and it's, 
you know, it's the old adage of <clears throat> the, the old archetypal leader would be the person who knew the answers and would, would issue instructions. You know, the, the boss meant to know meant to know stuff. And of course, the paradigm now is actually the, the, the boss or bosses, wherever leadership resides in a group, um, are the people who know the questions to ask. Yes. And even if they don't know the questions to ask, once they start asking the wrong questions, they eventually get to the right questions they have to ask. And then everyone then can start providing the answers. Um, so I think leading by asking questions is now a far wiser paradigm that a lot of people are beginning to get hold of and yes. not to feel anxious about not being in control. Yes. Um, and back to the military, we have this kind of... Um, phrase I'm probably gonna get it wrong but it's about being in command but not in control and by that we mean that you're in command because you are um you are the you are the accountable person okay but but you're not you're not fully in control of how you get the information and and anyway the the, the other guy the opposition has a vote as well so you you can't control everything but it's about understanding what you can influence and what are the questions you ask but never to let go of the responsibility that you, the, the, you know, the accountability rests with you. So, so it's quite a wise, mature way of, of looking at it. But, but down to your question, I think I was when I was their age, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I think so. We, we lost you a little bit there, but I like that difference between command and control because as leaders, as the, the organizations I tend to work with tend to be at the smaller end, as leaders are realizing they've got to delegate more and let go. And they they what that's one of their questions is, you know, how do I maintain control of this thing whilst it's growing? Mm. Um, and, and the answer is, of course you can't control everything and actually if you try you'll control nothing but I like that differentiation with command if I may can I steal that Dave have it, please have it and, and, it, and it, it touches another thing that's a hobby horse of mine and talk back to one of your points about how some people have a, a view of the military which is not not positive and the mm. whole idea of the command and control culture mm. and and it's, it's almost like command and control culture in the military is sort of lumped together as some sort of bad thing and and we we, we have great fans of david snowden's Kinevan work which talks about the different contexts that leaders find themselves in so for example in a in a, a business where you are uh, making widgets okay let, let's be slightly trite here and you have a process a repeatable process that every time you press a you always get b okay and it's a it, it's a place where you, you're kind of a, a managing you you kind of know what best practice is you can write it up in a book and it's a simple kind of environment then you get into a more kind of complicated space where you're building cars and there are different ways to build cars you know and there's different processes and there's different kind of brands and as a leader you are the orchestrator or the project manager you you're pulling things to get you other experts are working and you're kind of pulling their efforts together and then there's this sort of you know the, the famous complex environment right it's all turning to rats and you can only lead by asking questions and 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 sensing your way through and then you know you you work out what's going to work and then you invest your efforts there and then you get the chaotic environment where actually it's just you've just got to make a decision and go with it now um, and that's almost the um the preserve of command and control where actually mm. 
we've got to make a decision. We've only got so much resources. We've got to we've got to husband those resources tightly uh, until things become uh, a bit clearer, and then we can let go again. So, command and control is a very appropriate leadership strategy in certain chaotic yes. circumstances. In other circumstances, it's all about letting go and being um, you know the, the guy who leads by question. So, and of course, in any one day, you can have all four environments happening so the the art of leadership is to understand what's happening in my world and deploying the right sort of golf club to mix my metaphors to to you know so there we are which brings us beautifully all the way back to context Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and my final question dave if your leadership fresh air leadership company had a personality or a character how would you describe it Oh, goodness me. I wish I'd had some preparation. If we, no, I don't yeah. give people prep. No. If, if we, okay, so, no, right. If, if I'll give you some character attributes. Uh, we it. are lovable, ever so slightly ruthless. Right. Say, say those again, because the, the, the sound went a bit so, 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 so we're lovable, yeah. ever so slightly ruthless. Okay. So, and by ruthless, I mean we are um, on the right side of ruthless, and we will um, hold uh, our clients to account very tightly for talking bollocks, okay, right. or or somehow wiggling out of a question, or and we will just say, look, you know, so lovable but ruthless. How about that? Love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. I, I, you know, as a Mankinian who just tells it how it is, cut the crap. Just, yeah. you know, let let's just get on with this properly rather than yeah. skirting around it in in the most loving and kind way. And, yeah, I, and I think I think I've actually said that to some of my clients. I yeah. love you dearly. Yeah. But I'm gonna ask you some questions and then you're gonna hate me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's about their immaturity, not yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we all laugh and they don't really hate me, but they, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is asking that. that. Dave, it's been amazing. I knew it would be a huge pleasure to interview you. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm just sorry it took me so long to ask you. No, uh, no, no. It, I think because we had chats on once a month on yeah, a Friday outdoors, yeah. I kind of forgot to ask you to the podcast. Yeah. Um, well, well, it's it's my honour to be, be part of this. So thank you very much again. Lovely. Thank you very pleasure. much. Pleasure. Take care. Okay. Thank you for listening to our Entrepreneurial Journey podcast. You can find us at tricrest.com and you can find Feel My Business there too. Answer the 12 questions in less than 60 seconds and find out exactly what's happening in your business. And then even better, learn how to fix it. Did you know you can access our Tricrest partners through Feel My Business too? Just upgrade your subscription and you can get access to them in a group coaching session once a month or even one-to-one. Enjoy.